Lousy Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. And this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow with some of the icky, lousy, junkie life choices we've made. And we have all made them. Yo. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Oh, thank you. I forgot to say that. Thank you. Happy Father's Day, Jamie Black. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, even though when we finally get this uh, out there, it'll be past Father's Day, it'll but be still. be past Father's Day. But still, but... Hap- I hope everybody enjoyed their Father's Day. On I this... hope you're all barbecuing. Yes, on all this, on this beautiful, sunny, warm day Oh, my God, it's day ridiculously in Chicago. Warm. It's very hot. We're sweating. I have to. Well, we're not sweating here. Well, no, it's freezing in my house. Like, right now, I'm wearing a sweatshirt and some... We would be if we were outside, though. We'd be sweating. Yeah, I was sweating uh, a lot, profusely, yesterday. I spent a lot of time outside. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy hot. Exactly. Maybe one time we'll have to record this podcast at the pool. Ooh. (laughs) I like it. Yeah? Or on a boat. We need to find a friend with a boat. We do. My sister has a boat. What? Yeah. Why am I just now hearing about this? I don't know. Does she take it out? Sometimes, yeah. Angela! Oh my God! Do you know how long I've been looking for a friend with a boat? Okay. I'll talk to Gina. Oh my God! (laughs) I'll do anything for her. (laughs) I rub her feet. Do you hear that, Gina? (laughs) You better be listening to our podcast. Jamie will do anything for you to get him out on your boat. Oh my God. Oh my God! I don't know what kind of boat. Like, it might just. Okay, then. It's, I mean, unless it's a rowboat. It's not a rowboat, is no, it? No. I'm going to have to get like in the little, boat and row. Well, it's like a little speedboat. Like, it's not a houseboat kind of thing. Well, I mean, I didn't you know, think whatever. it was. I All mean, right, I know then. she ain't got that kind of Well, coin. I know, but I'm saying my ex-husband, his family had a houseboat. And we used to go out what? there all the time. They had a houseboat. It was great. Are you kidding we'd me? We'd go out. We'd go out on the oh lake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is he your ex-husband? I need to marry him. I'm going to... They don't have it anymore. No, what, they, what did they do with it? Anymore. Well, they sold it. Why his dad's, would you sell it? His dad's not living anymore. Do you know how expensive it is to oh, take care of a boat? Yeah, but you obviously somebody had some lit. money. Well, there you go. So, all right. Oh my God, boats were this close to me, and I didn't know. <laughs> if there's anybody who has a boat who might be listening to this podcast, who's in Chicago? Who's in Chicago? Just make sure you contact us at ickylousyjunkie at gmail.com so that Jamie Black can come hang out with you. Yeah, because you know what would be a poor life choice? If you did not contact me and let me come out on your boat. That would be a poor life choice right there. That would be because he's fun. It's true. I'm just saying. We'd have fun. There you is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. So um, we got a letter. Or an email, I should say. When oh, I say did? Letter, when I say letter, it makes it sound like it, someone mailed it, which they didn't. They emailed. They emailed. So we received so. an email. It's a little bit long, but I'm going to try to... Um, Have you... We'll get through it. Or are you just going to read the whole thing? Yeah, I might, like... Have condense, you read this before? I, I mean... I mean, to know, like, how to... No, but I'm going to oh. get it done. Okay. Uh, it'll happen. All right? All right. All right, cool. So... Here it is. So I am guilty of countless bad life choices, but I'll share one with you today. I choose this bad life choice because looking back, I now realize that I was searching for acceptance and comfort in the wrong place. Oh, she's very astute, huh? Yeah, I like it. I like it too. All right. So I had an ongoing intimate relationship. I'm assuming she's asleep. She, I don't know. Um, 
Well, I say that because it's one of those things where well, most of the time it's women who are going to be listening to us yeah. and writing in. But actually, it is. But that is a woman so, because she put her name. I made that. Oh, did she? Yeah, okay. I mean, so. Oh, 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 okay. I mean, it is. You didn't see that because I just, I just printed this for you to see for the first time. But gotcha. um, okay. it is a female. But I'm not oh, oh, obviously right. saying her name. No, of course not. So here's the story. I had an ongoing intimate relationship with my boss that lasted nearly three years. I was married at the time. During these three years, I had experienced several losses, which included the deaths of both parents after long debilitating illnesses that spanned over five years. I was the sole health care and financial power of attorney for both parents and had to make dozens of life-impacting choices alone. My parents didn't have any other living relatives, so I was the sole decision maker from major forms of treatment to minor financial considerations. Most of these decisions didn't have a clear alternative. I was plagued with insecurity and felt very alone. I failed to turn to my amazing friends for support, and that was my biggest mistake. I already had three small children, but many of my friends were just starting their families, had their own newly discovered health issues, or were also burdened with various unexpected life situations. I convinced myself that I was sparing them from my problems. My boss was very supportive at work in regards to time off and making the most of the benefits available to me, so my salary was minimally impact when I took time off to deal with family situations. He frequently vocalized his respect for my dedication to my family and consistently praised my work performances in front of coworkers and clients. <coughs> Excuse me. I wasn't receiving that support at home and didn't reach out to my friends. He became my sole confidant. Initially, it stemmed from convenience since we worked together three to four days a week. It grew into an emotional dependence and later into a physical one. I haven't been with my husband sexually for quite some time, so I was also insecure in regards to my femininity and my sensuality. He was my one-stop Mr. Fix-It, or so I thought. I turned myself growing increase, or I found myself, excuse me, growing increasingly dependent on him for emotional support. This, in turn, grew into an ongoing physical relationship as well. I was blinded to it at the time, but he took advantage of my vulnerability. Since I trusted him with my deepest feelings, he grew to understand what motivated me, and after a few months, I began to realize that this relationship needed to be pulled back. Perhaps we could remain friends, but the other extracurricular activities needed to stop. He said that he understood and agreed with me, yet he began to treat me poorly at work and criticize my professional performance. He also used his personal knowledge of me to toss insults so I'd experience the greatest amount of pain. I insisted that a conversation needed to take place and we would have this meeting away from work at a nearby fancy restaurant. He'd apologize, say all the right things, everything I wanted to hear. Things would be good for a while. I'd fall back into his arms and after some time, tried to break it off with the same results. The cycle continued on and off for nearly three years. It ended once we were no longer employed at the same office. My greatest regret is that I failed to turn to my friends for much-needed support. If I was honest with them, I know they would have been there for me in any way necessary. I've been working with this one girl for years, and we had the opportunity to expand our friendship after this situation ended. I broke down on the phone, told her all my demons, and felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my chest. The judgment I so feared never came. She was compassionate, supportive, understanding, amazing, exactly what I needed. I treasure that friendship to this day. Awesome. Yeah. Her, oh, you're stopping her it. lesson, right? She put her lesson in here, and that's great because we we'll, we'll talk. We'll expand on this. She said her left her life lesson. We all face challenges and insecurities, but the people we are close to can make these times not only bearable, but our friends can help us overcome those obstacles. Don't be afraid to express your vulnerability vulnerabilities to those who love you. 
It's true. Thank you. It's I don't true. know what to call her. What should we call her? Um, um call her. <laughs> I don't know. I'm horrible. I know. We're trying to come up with names and titles and stuff. Thank you, uh, person who boss boss uh, <laughs> manipulated I, well, you. Let's just call her boss. No. No. She's not the boss. Right, but she was like with the boss. Yeah, but. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? How about that? Yeah, who's the boss? All right, who's the boss? <laughs> We're going to call her that. <laughs> all right, First who's all, the boss? thank you, who's the boss, for sending us this. This is a, a really great story because I think a lot of people, not just with their boss, I mean, there's a couple things here, right? Not only with their boss, but get involved with people who end up taking advantage of their vulnerabilities in times of great need. And there are people who, unfortunately, are really good at knowing when somebody's vulnerable. Exactly. Right? And yes. So, um, where do you want to start here, Jamie, with this one? I don't know. How come I have to start? All right. Why about, do I right. have all the pressure? All right, I'm the one denied one? the boat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. I'll start. Okay? So, let's let's just talk about one thing. Um because uh, I wanted, I want to save the the leaning on your friends for the end because I think that's very important and I think that's one of the things that I would definitely suggest as a way through all of this because we are always so scared to lean on our friends. That's so true. I'm going to leave that to the end, but let's talk about the first thing. Like, and you know, oftentimes when we are going through a lot, I mean, who's the boss? She was going through a lot of stuff, you know, death of her parents, like, yeah. you know, she's the only person. She's got a poor relationship with the husband, husband. because they haven't haven't been, you know, sexually intimate, intimate in, for, a uh, for a while, um, you know, and, you know, she felt alone and all and, you know, felt insecure with who she was. And so, you know, that started to get her to even seek. Right. Somebody. When we're really yeah. stressed out, we tend to go to the thing that we think is going to help us at that time. Right. Which right? is why some people choose alcohol. <laughs> Absolutely. Some people choose drugs. Sex. Or sex. Exactly. I mean, that's... But, so, <laughs> this is... So, first, I just want to start off by saying, who's the boss? Um, it's okay to feel that vulnerability and everything. Because yeah. I think what happens is that sometimes when you feel vulnerable and stressed and overworked you, you you feel like it's some there's something wrong, wrong with, with you, you. <laughs> and so because you think there's something wrong with you then you do you go seek out something to make you feel better so better about yourself exactly and whenever we get stressed out you know and even health coaches or people who are healthy we have these moments right i had a moment i had two days this week where i slipped into a pattern of um that same pattern. I, you know, some things happened that were kind of stressful. Some things happened that were kind of hurtful. And so I started to question, well, what's wrong with me? Right? That's the first thing. And the thing is, nothing is the matter with you. It's no. perfectly normal, like you said. And it's just that we go through situations that we have to grow and learn from. And sometimes it just, we can't let our feelings. And actually, what's kind of funny is I'm going to quickly go to my phone here because I just printed something else. And I printed this meme because this was for me. I printed it for me so I could look at it, but I'm going to tell, tell you now. And I, I, I actually printed it today. It said, it's important to keep your feelings and your self-worth in different places. Because when feelings get hurt, it shouldn't change how you view yourself. Right. 
And I love... Oh my God, that's really good. Isn't it great? I Let wish me re- I had said it. I'm going to repeat it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. And unfortunately, there's no author to this quote, so I don't know who it is, but listen. Oh, then I did. I did. Right. It. it is important to keep your feelings and your self-worth in different places. Because when feelings get hurt, it shouldn't change how you view yourself. Oh my I God, love that's that. so good. Isn't it profound? That's so good. I love it. And it's like, you know. Because it's, it's so true. It's so true. We easily let a situation or another person dictate our self-worth. Yeah. When in reality, it's not even about you. No. It, it, it's not, you know, and oftentimes, you know, like somebody chooses somebody over you. It's, it's usually not you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's something going on with that person. Right. You know, it's that person and what they're dealing with. It's nothing wrong with you. And, you know, but don't let your feelings get in the way of that because all of a sudden our feelings, because we're hurt or we're broken or we're stressed or we're angry, we tend to let our feelings get in the way of how we feel about ourselves and what we're actually of value. Yeah. And we can't do that. That's because true. it will, because inevitably those feelings will then lead us down to negative behavior or negative patterns we'll start acting out on or the next time we're in a situation we will put negative thoughts in our head and assume that it's going to end up the same way, you know, you know, and then we end up doing the same things. Yeah, you know, this problem that who's the boss <laughs> has or had or, you know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there, I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah. who do that. Oh, my God. And um, oh my God. I'm sure they beat themselves up for it. And, you know... It, you shouldn't because no. it's not your fault. It's not your fault if, you know, you're overwhelmed, stressed out. Yes. Um, you know. And much of it was out of the control. Like when you read um, Who's the Boss, a lot of the stress, it's out of your control. There, right. there was no control that you could have over any of that stuff anyway. Yeah. So it's not your fault. No. What, yeah. What, what happened is this is an individual who was able to see uh, who's the boss's vulnerabilities <laughs> and was able to... Uh, Use that. Yeah, say but, all the right things. and have, See, men are spiders, I'm telling you. <laughs> women do it too, though. There's some know, women who do the same thing. I, I'm sure men do it more. Well, I can't. I, I, like I don't do. know the research on that, so I, I can't. Either, Maybe we should start doing some research I, on that. Before we say things like that? Yeah, however, <laughs> I will say this. The fact that he's your boss, there's a little something called sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And honestly, who's the boss? That really applies to that. I yes. mean, he made it a hostile environment when you did not succumb to his, right? He wanted to... She be, wanted to break She wanted it to break it off. Or, she know. was no longer wanting to have any kind of relationship. And then all of a sudden, he would start to... Um, criticize her at work and do these things. That is a that's that's, that's criminal. Like that's a legal situation. That's sexual, harassment. that's sexual harassment. So if there's anybody out there who is having, I mean, first of all, I would never get involved with your boss. Right. You shouldn't get involved with anyone you work with at all. It's there true. really should be a, a rule for any company because say it's it. just well. Say it. Say what you you said it before that you don't shit where you eat. Eventually, it's going to stink. There you go. Right? My daddy told me that, and it's Father's Day. We should just keep right. saying it. And that's what, yeah. Don't shit where you eat. Um, it just, it, it just, there's a pile of stuff that can go wrong. Because someone's going to be hurt. It's, again, built-in drama. 
It is built it in is, trauma. It, you, and you, uh, I've said it about other situations. Right. It's built in, you're going into something that's built in drama. Right. And you can't, you know, unless you go find another job, you can't get out of it. And it's hard sometimes for people to find a job. Maybe you've been in that job for 20 years. Why should you leave? You know, all these other things. But especially, I mean, and, you know, I'm going to say don't get involved with people you work with, even if you both are peers in the same job. Like, if, right. you, if you're in the right, right? Because you're going to cause issues. However, when it is a manager or a boss and an employee, that should never be allowed no in no. any company. And actually, I don't know many companies where that is allowed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. I just don't think anybody ever. I, I don't. I think some Because companies... it's usually the boss. Right. It's usually the boss and an employee. So the boss isn't going to go, oh, no. I fucked up. I'm going to take myself to HR. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> take myself to HR and say I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but especially with your boss. So if you are an associate or you're somebody who obviously works underneath that boss, if the boss is coming on to you and things like that, I mean... And then, you know, I mean, I, I get it. We are attracted. We can't help who we are attracted to. It's true. And, you know, sometimes, like, I worked in the restaurant industry for a very long time, right? And you work a lot of hours. You work a lot of nights. Not a lot of people have the hours of a restaurant employee. Who's going to go out with you at 10 o'clock at night other than people in the industry, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So what happened right is a lot of the servers and a lot of it would end up going out. We'd, everybody would go out. And Did you ever have an orgy? Next thing, no. Oh. Next thing you know, I thought I was going to get excited. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. My life is so freaking boring. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but eventually, you know, people started to date, date, date because we were always together. You're always. This is why they say, you know, we did theater for the longest time, and they say theater people or people who are involved in theater or something like that. It's incestual. Like, people all have relationships because we're always together. Right. And if you think about the majority of the time you spend out of your home, it's usually at work. So right. So you're spending a lot of time with people. I get it. But when you're spending time with that manager, especially when, you know, everything's great and he's giving you what you want as long as you're doing what he wants. But the second he starts doing the different, right? You, you're not giving him what he wants anymore, and now he's criticizing you. Now he's giving making it difficult. He can feel. Yeah, that is sexual harassment. Oh yes, it is. And if, if I'm sorry, anybody, I was enjoying myself. I here. know. If anybody is in that situation, that's get that's out. something you got to get out of, and that's something you can report. Absolutely. And you know, if, even if they're like, "Yeah, but I was," you know, and sometimes people feel pressured. But he's my boss, and I, I felt like I had to go out with but him. But he's and buying I, me nice gifts. Or she's, you know, because females can be. Oh, females, females do it too. Do it too. Female all the bosses, time, right? yes. I wish I had been sexually harassed by a female <laughs> boss, but alas, I have not been. Although I was harassed by a male boss once. Oh my God! Listen, Jane. <laughs> we were like, I think he likes me. I think he's oh. coming on to me. Let me tell you, that's awful. I was sexually harassed. Um, I worked in a restaurant, and I had uh, one particular manager sexually harassed. Not just me. He was sexually harassing all the females. And I remember uh, our, our uniform, whatever it was, was shorts and a T-shirt. You know, of course. Um, but uh, I remember my ex-husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, had come in to the bar to see me. And this manager, after my ex-husband left, like pulls me off the bar on a busy Saturday night. Right, pulls me off, and he's like, uh, "I saw your ex, or I saw your boyfriend's hands. You know, you know what they say about hands." Does, and he starts talking like that to me, and I'm like, "Did you pull me off the bar for this?" All right. 
would constantly make comments about my shorts or like my legs and he would always comment to the other females oh. about their stuff I started to get a binder together I had an entire binder of everybody's you know um, incidences of mm-hmm. sexual harassment I mean he ended up getting fired he lost Good. his job I was like I'm not going to stand for this I'm coming into work for you I feel company. very uncomfortable with how you're making me feel yeah. and that when you sit here and make someone feel uncomfortable that's an that's a hostile environment. It is a hostile environment. And, you know, that is and illegal. And punished for <laughs> it's that. It's punishable. So, That's um, terrible. So, yeah. I'm sorry. You had yeah, to who's the boss? That, well, I, it was fine. But, I mean, who's the boss? I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh, yeah. Because what Me you experienced too. in your most vulnerable time was sexual harassment in the workplace. Yes. And um, that should have never happened, right? And it's not your fault. And it's not your fault. But one thing is... You know, you were scared to go to your friends. And here's the thing. You know, I understand. Like, it's hard sometimes to reach out to people because you're afraid of the judgment. You're mm-hmm. afraid that they're going to think poorly of you. You're afraid that they're going to criticize, oh, what's wrong with you? You can't handle two parents' illnesses and three small children and a shitty marriage. Like, you know, Nobody's like, going to say who's that. Who's going to say that, you know? And what do you think they're going to do? And, you know, for the longest time, I remember when I was in huge debt and I was in all this other stuff. I was scared to tell my friends. Like, I was scared to reach out, but I needed help. But I was too scared to ask. And it was funny because the first person I asked, especially with my debt issue, Mm -hmm. the first person I asked for help, they were, like, thrilled to send me to someone who could help me. Oh, nice. And it was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And all I had to do was ask. And I think had I had asked that five years prior, I wouldn't be in the situation that I, that I would not have been in the situation that I was in at that point. I always say, ask for what you want. Ask. Don't take, I mean, just take the chance. Ask. Yeah. You're not so going to get the it worst, if you don't. Right, well, exactly. <laughs> and the worst is going to happen is that you're in the exact same place that you were before. Exactly. You asked. Exactly. If they say no or, you know, whatever the thing is, you're just in the same place. Yeah. I mean, the worst they're going to say is no, right? That's so the worst gonna that's going to happen. So you're going to have exactly what you already have. And so it's not going to, to kill you. No. It's not going to kill you to hear no. No. So... Unless, of course, you're asking somebody for a kidney. Right. And they say no. Yeah, I can't. That yeah. might kill somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but anyway. I just almost spit out my LaCroix. <laughs> right anyway. That's great. Unless you can't give them your kidney or your heart. All I'm saying is just ask. Yes. Ask for help. Yeah. That's what. So if you feel like you're overwhelmed, I mean, go to your best friend. Yes. Unless, of course, your best friend's in a coma. Then don't do that. I mean, that'd be the only reason why you what wouldn't go to your you best... Saying? I'm saying... I'm saying that, that that's the only time I would not go to my best friend yeah. and say, is if they're in a coma. Right. Because what are they going to do? Exactly. But I would go to then my next best friend, and then I would say, I need some help. Will you help me? Yeah. Because believe us, if, if a friend loves you, they're there. 100%. Like, if they're your true friends, your true friends will always be there for you From no the matter what. From the middle and around again, I'm going to be there till the end, 100%. All right. Pure love. Nice. You remember that song? I do remember that I song. Know. It just reminded me of that, you know, from being there, you know. I know. 100% See? pure 100% love. 100% pure love. No, but it's the <laughs> truth. Turn to your dang friends. Yes. If they're your real friends. They will not judge you. No. They'll love you and they'll be there for you and they'll and pull you through And if they can help it. you, they'll do it. With and if no they judgment. Can't, without judgment. And you know. And you know and the, the friends. People, yeah, the people who aren't friends, you're going to find out would, that they're not friends. I would guess. 
They won't be there. Because they'll, they'll be judge they'll you. be judgmental. They're you know they won't be there. Yeah, you'll know. You will know exactly who, and they will disappear. They just will. Your true friends won't. And so anybody that's out there that's listening, you know, if you're struggling with something and you are afraid, and this is a, this listening. is huge too. I mean, uh, of course they're listening. You know, if yeah. If you are struggling and you're too afraid to go reach out to somebody, and it's it's really hard because I get it. When you feel like you are overwhelmed and the entire world is crushing in, the last thing you want to do is reach out. And it's like sometimes we wait for someone to reach out to us. But reach try out and touch exactly. But also, somebody go ahead Jamie and talk. Is I'm in just going to sing underneath. Singing. He said, "This is Make weird." This um, not only that, but here's one <laughs> more important. I can't even think because you're singing, asshole. <laughs> Oh I was God. just going to sing underneath you talking. I can't talk and have you do it at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, here's, no, but this is serious, though. I'm, I'm very this serious. Is, this is for friends, okay? Friends. A lot of times we assume that the strong friend is okay, okay? If you notice that your friend seems to be not doing okay. <laughs> Stop laughing, Jamie. I'm this sorry. is killing me because this is serious. And I he's know. Laughing. This is like that. I'm it's trying like that. not to laugh, and that's the problem. It's you like, should never have said this is serious because I would have been fine. It's okay. like that episode where we're talking about like uh, the bad alcoholism when we started like <laughs> laughing. Oh, we yeah. couldn't even get it. Okay, so, go ahead. We're serious. All right, so reach out to your friends, but friends also, if you're noticing a friend isn't reaching out, but they might be hurting. <laughs> Stop it, Jamie. I tried. You reach out to them. Yes, reach out to them. <laughs> reach out to them. She's serious. No, seriously. Reach out to you. <laughs> All I wanted to do was just have that nice song underneath what you were saying. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> See, this is why you need to reach out to your friends because you see what happens. You'll probably end up okay. laughing harder than ever. All right. Yeah. So yeah, reach out. Or if you need, if it's even worse than that, reach out to somebody else, like a like a therapist or a coach or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why are you yeah. laughing? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how nice that would have been, though? It would have been like, no, it would have been so nice because, you know, like the those commercials that have like, like, God bless America playing softly underneath. This is all I wanted to do for you while you were saying this serious thing. I wanted this nice song to be right underneath. I couldn't think. I know. My God. Oh my god. All right. My stomach is killing me. So anyway, anybody oh. else who has any bad life choices that you have made, uh, please send us an email at ickylousyjunkie at gmail.com. Yes. We will read your email. We will talk about it on one of our upcoming episodes, and we will do it anonymously. <laughs> anonymous, anonymous. Damn it, anonymous I can't say the word. Anonymously. There we go. Oh, my God. And Ugh. if you would like any coaching yeah. from Angela. That's right. 
you can email me at sparkingyourbrilliance at gmail.com. <laughs> Not while I'm drinking. <laughs> gmail.com yeah yes so, thanks Angela <laughs> thank you Jamie this has been the Icky Lousy Junkie live showdown I'm Jamie Black and I'm Angela DeMarco <laughs> have a great life have a great life <laughs> you didn't stop it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>